0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by Ryan Lee. And Ryan is widely considered one of the world's most influential lifestyle entrepreneurs and has revolutionized the way people build businesses online. He started his first fitness website in 1999. And since then, Ryan and his clients have generated over $500 million in sales. He is a contributor to Entrepreneur, has been featured on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, and is the founder of Freedom, the largest lifestyle entrepreneurship training resource in the world. World. I've asked him to come on here to join us today and share some of his secrets with us so we can build bigger, better businesses faster. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. It's always a pleasure when I get to see you. How you doing, my friend?
1: I am doing great, Daryl. I appreciate you having me on. We're going to have some fun.
0: Yeah, let's have some fun. So I know a little bit about your story, but I actually don't even know your origin story or where you came from. Do you come from a long line of entrepreneurs? Where did you even get the bug for entrepreneurship? I come from a planet.
1: No, I am uh, <laughs> yeah. actually, you know. I, it's funny that you asked that because I was thinking about this recently, and I, I – actually, I do come from a line of entrepreneurs. Uh, both of my – although earlier on, you know, my, both of my grandfathers did it almost as a necessity. It wasn't really a lot of job opportunities. Mm-hmm. They were both in the in the Army during World War II. Mm-hmm. One, one of my grandfathers – so my dad's father started his own – business and started to become a builder and started building houses and buildings and actually lost all the money. They, he started doing well, lost everything. Like one of the buildings collapsed, lost everything. And in the middle of the night had to move out of their house, literally in the middle of the night and like <laughs> move a hundred miles away into a little apartment. So, but then he, he was able to get himself up by the bootstraps and rebuild again. And when he died, he died with money. My other grandfather came from, you know, nothing lived in the ghettos started his own business doing slip covers for people for couches and chairs and okay. that's what he did his whole life and my dad started a business it was my grandmother's and then when she passed he took it over it as a yarn store so when I think about it you know the three men they were all entrepreneurs and I start it's 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 really funny because when I I started my first business when I was 12 I was obsessed with baseball and baseball cards and collecting baseball cards and I started a baseball card business and in fact, I actually started taking out space ads in magazines when I was 12. What? I found, I, yeah. I, I was going through a scrapbook the other day, and I found one of the original ads from 1985. And yeah, I said, you know, for a free price list, email me. It was, it was a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I, I would type up my price sheet on a typewriter. It was okay. before computers right. and print them out. It was, a, it was the greatest business model because for my birthdays and stuff and Hanukkah, I would get like baseball cards, and then I'd sell them. And then it was funny because we'd have guys come over. At the time it didn't seem weird, but like all of a sudden I would I would go I was twelve or thirteen and I would go down in the basement with like this forty year old man and my mom would be like, Ryan, I don't like this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why? I'm just gonna he wants my baseball coach. She's like, why are you going to the basement with like these men? I'm like, They wanna buy cards, Ma. Leave me alone. So that was my first That's <laughs>
0: that so my, funny. That's so yeah, funny. That yeah, does seem uh-huh. a little suspicious. I would be concerned too. But hey, whatever.
1: Yeah, now that I have kids, I would be very suspicious as well. But I was also strong for my age, I knew I could beat up these guys anyway,
0: right. but still. And you can steal from down. your mom, right?
1: Cause yeah. So that was my first entrepreneurial <laughs> business. And you know, then I went, I went to college and I spent the first six years working in a children's rehab hospital. I was a recreational therapist, loved it, worked with all the kids with all types of disabilities. You could imagine everything from spinal cord injuries, gunshot wounds, spina bifida, cerebral palsy. I did all the sports and fitness, adapted aquatics and activities with them. And on the side, I was a personal trainer because I was a an athlete in college, and I was mm. captain of my track team, and I was a sprinter, and I loved training. Mm. So I trained athletes on the side and worked with the kids in the day. And that's when my first website started at the end of 99. I paid my neighbor Jonathan. He was 12 years old. I gave him 20 bucks to help me build my website. Okay. And that was it. I just started writing articles about sports training because back then – this was before – YouTube. I mean, before right. anyone had the high bandwidth and it was like, oh, right, right, so right. Could, you couldn't even I'm certain like you couldn't even have pictures because a picture take, of, of someone doing like yeah. a jump would take like 10 minutes to download. So yeah. it was like a lot of articles. And that that was that's my origin story. It just grew and grew from there. I then and it made some money and I was doing some online training and people would pay me like a hundred bucks. I would design a program for them. I started selling training equipment, and medicine balls and it just grew but never enough to do it full time left the job this one company said hey we're going to buy your site and you're going to be rich because it's the dot com boom and they bought my site for 500 bucks in cash <laughs> and then they gave me a nice salary but they said you're going to get all this this stock options so when we go public you're going to be worth you know 8 million dollars i'm like oh my god yeah, and, then that's crazy. The, the bus, and then the bust and then the bust happened like a oh, month later no, no. i left the job at the hospital the bust happened and I just got married. I'm like, are you kidding me? So it was worthless. So I had to hustle. So then I became a gym teacher uh, in the South Bronx. And I'm like, you know what? On the side, I'm getting serious about this web thing. And then I made it a membership site. This is like early 2001. And boom, things took off and left that job after about seven months because I had enough income. And here we are now. Now in 2016, things are good. That's so awesome. I started- yeah, yeah. That, that's, the, that's it in a, in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's so huge. I mean, that's a great story. And it really, I mean, it comes from serving a group of people. It sounds like you followed a passion. You just started helping others with it. You just did it online and stumbled, and you kind of stumbled into everything. Now, oh, absolutely. Y- and, and by the way, and, and it's 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 a little bit rare because a lot of people who teach
1: quote-unquote internet marketing never actually made money outside of quote-unquote internet, internet marketing. Market. Yep. And my whole career, everything I did at the beginning, it still makes up a large portion of my revenue, was was for sports, fitness, and and training it had nothing to do with business i didn't Mm. start teaching business till four or five years later when every one of my trainers all the fitness guys like man can you teach me how to do it i'm like sure i love talking about business right and that was (laughs) that but that's and then it went to well if you could help these idiot fitness guys make millions can you help me (laughs) and i said by the way i'm kidding but they did so i'm like sure and then i you know one of my friends yannick silver
0: Mm -hmm. he's been on our show
1: Yeah, Yannick, about 10 years ago, said, hey, why don't you speak at my event? This thing is going to be called the Underground Online. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll talk about membership sites, and things just exploded from there. And now I teach – now I'm known as a guy who teaches everyone how to do these lifestyle businesses because I still run it from – every morning I go to a coffee shop, Mm -hmm. and in the afternoons I I come back home. Like right now I'm in my basement, Mm -hmm. and that's the way I like it.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, because I, I and I really want to speak to that because I mean it depends on what your goals are personally, right? But it might not necessarily be. I mean, obviously you've helped generate over five hundred million dollars, but and that's very impressive. But also the same. By party. the way, that's conservative. It's it's probably a lot more than that because I know one guy alone has done about forty five million, which is fantastic. It's so fantastic. But you know, a lot of people they get it like I, it's funny because I talk to people and I tell them like what I make and it, it boggles their mind sometimes. I'm like, yeah, but you got to get out of the dollars for hour. Like that will kill you. Just thinking dollars for hour will kill you and limit. You in so many ways because you can only charge so much per hour, you know, at the same time. But if you get into selling a product or a service or something that you can leverage, that's where the real magic can happen. So now I want to ask Ryan, do you feel there's like certain, like for yourself, have you come across certain milestones or overcome major challenges in just your development of yourself as an entrepreneur? You know, I would say the
1: biggest challenge that I have and continue to have, and it's it's pretty common with a lot of a lot of people like us, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of wired entrepreneurially, is The challenge to stay focused, Mm. that's probably the biggest one. You know, we love the start and the Mm -hmm. excitement and that, you know, when you – from the minute you get that idea, like that boing, it just goes off in your head. Like maybe you're taking a walk. You're like, oh my god, that's the idea and you can't wait to get on your computer and start. That excitement to the lead up to the launch and the release and, oh my god, there are members and ding, ding. And right now everything's like every minute you get, oh, you got another order, you got another order, like that excitement. But it fades quickly. And we get, we tend to get bored and we're like, what's next? Mm-hmm. The the challenge I've always had is, is trying to balance the going with my strength of the creativity and the vision and the leadership with being smart and still having a focus and not doing a hundred things at once and, and kind of doing one thing and really building that, that business that, that gives the recurring revenue and, mm-hmm. and is a, is a true, tr- creates real wealth. So that, mm-hmm. that balance is always a challenge. It's something, you know truthfully, I still I still struggle with. I've got it under more control, much more control now. I'm able to focus on one business and use my creativity within that business. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's a big issue we, we all have to overcome. And the, the, the problem is, Daryl, is there, there's a lot of people, especially in the marketing world, Who are very good at like manipulation, and I don't know. You you want me to keep language clean? You know, BSing. No, um, No, but
0: it's up to you. Just this is our interview, so
1: it doesn't matter about the other ones. We don't have to have that E sign on it. Okay, but you know, (laughs) they're good at BSing you and. They're like all this you know, so you're you're in your zone and you're focused. Like, all right, man, I got this. Like, you know, I'm sending them my emails, things are good, and you get that email. Hey, you know, we just discovered one new ninja hack loop right. trick that's gonna show you how we got, you know, eighty-three thousand email subscribers in one day using Yep. I don't know. Whatever the flavor yeah. of the month is. Perisc- clicks. <laughs> Periscope. Yeah, whatever. Right. And now all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God. And then you get the training program and you do it. And like you're, you're off in another direction. And, it's, and I warn my people against that. I said, stop falling for that stuff. Just do that one thing that you're really good at and embrace your strengths yep. and just stay focused. Like it's, it's, it's a challenge. Okay. We're bombarded every day.
0: How have you overcome that? What are, like, how did you get yourself out of that? Because you say now that you've kind of, you like, you know, you're still, it's still a challenge, but you've kind of gotten a lot better at it. So what did you do? First,
1: I, I think the first thing is, is being aware, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like with anything, just, mm-hmm. just being self-aware and saying, you know, hey, I'm Ryan and I have a problem, right? right? Like right. Knowing, step one. <laughs> right, right? Like knowing that there's an issue is big because a lot of people like, they, they don't even realize it. So, so just acknowledging that you have the issue and then looking into, okay, why? Like what's going on? What, why am I struggling with this? There were two good books that I read. They were very similar that really helped me and crystallize what, what I was trying to understand. And one was called The One Thing by Keller. The other one is, oh my God, by Craig McCowan, Essentialism. So The One Thing and Essentialism. Those are two books I recommend every entrepreneur read. Hmm. They're very similar. But the one thing in essentialism, help, help me. And and even yesterday, I, I I, it's almost, it sounds insane, but I reread these books over and over again. Even yesterday, I was reading essentialism once again because it just, it almost helps me focus. Mm. Whenever I feel like I'm veering off, I'm like, I need some essentialism. Right. And it's the same thing <laughs> that I'm reading. And it's essentially the same message saying, just do one thing, idiot. But hearing it and seeing it over and over again and seeing studies, it just, it helps me tremendously. So those are two. And then understanding that. I have strengths and embracing what my strengths are. And, and I'll tell you one big change happened though as well. There's another good book called rocket fuel,
0: okay.
1: rocket fuel by Gino Wickman. And the whole idea of that book is that there's really kind of two roles. There's the visionary, which is really what I am. It's probably what you are, Daryl. Yep. There's a lot of people who are the visionary and the ideas and the drivers and the leaders of these businesses. Yep. And then there's someone called an integrator okay. and they're, like the behind the scenes, rolling up their sleeves, doing the split testing, doing the ads, doing all that stuff. And they're not usually the same person. And we try as entrepreneurs to do both. And that's where we get into trouble. So I hired a guy who is my integrator. There was a mm. guy that I've known for years. He was one of my clients. He tried to be the front end guy, couldn't do it. he's like, you know, I've tried for 10 years. Mm. It's just not me. I'm not comfortable. I don't love it. Yeah. And I said, he, and I sent him the book. I said, read this book. And he read it and I knew right away he was the one because he read it in a day. And the next day he said, Ryan, I'm 100% integrator. And then I knew from that day, I'm like, well, I need to hire you then. Right. Let's work work with me. We'll have this vision. So now – so he's running the, the operations. He's doing the split testing, all the stuff that I don't really like to do. Mm-hmm. So I can do what I'm good at, and that's the big ideas, the big concept, the vision stuff, mm-hmm. and let him do the implementation. And that has – that has really changed my life in the past, you know, six months tremendously. So those are some things, you know, on a bigger level, the self-awareness, and then on kind of a tactical level, those books have helped. And then, figuring out what your role is.
0: Mm. Yeah, but that's just so powerful. That's super powerful. So I, mean, I only say powerful
1: things, Daryl. Come on!
0: <laughs> but it's focusing on your strength. It's admitting and being honest with yourself because that's, I think, a huge thing. Like, if you don't have real data and if you're not being honest with yourself, then you're just going to keep living a lie. So you got real with yourself and then you built a team and you built a team of people that can help you and support you. And that's huge. Now, do you feel like in over the years and what you've been doing online and help your clients do, have the, have the strategies and the tactics and the principles have they changed dramatically How, like you know when you say that 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 500 million is you know is a conservative number i mean are you learning are you teaching different things every year as things evolve or is it basic fundamental principles or like
1: and, and that that's probably the best question i think i've ever been asked i will say it, it's and it's hard to answer because it's it's almost a yes and a no so i i'm i know i'm different than Most of the quote unquote internet marketers. When I say internet marketers, I mean guys who teach this stuff too. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. not someone who has an ebook about knitting and doesn't teach it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people who teach you how to create products and programs. You know, I'm calling them internet marketers. Most of them are still of the, you know, here's how to do a headline, here's the copy, here's the upsells, here's the, like, that kind of stuff. Mm You know, autoresponders. you got to have a 75-sequence autoresponder. You need the funnels. You need all this stuff. And and while I understand that and there's absolutely a lot of merit to that stuff, mm-hmm. 100%, you need that stuff. But what I've done from day one and what I've been teaching from day one is you've my, – and my most successful students and myself, it's you've got to go beyond transactional. It, there's got to be relationships. Mm. We call it like developing a character. But – not a made up character. So, someone who, like an internet marketer who has done it, he kind of does both is, is someone like Frank, Frank Kern, who I've known mm-hmm. for like 15 years. Because mm-hmm. he, and for, I mean, he's changed characters years ago. If anyone remembers, he was like a surfer dude. Right. Now he's like, you know, got the glasses and the short hair. Like he's kind of transformed. But the reason I'm saying this is because people, will take that ride with you. Mm. Like they'll go with you through the ups and downs and through different products if there's this relationship that you're building because it's it's more than just a headline. A lot of people make the mistake and they're like, oh, you got to get this headline, you got to get conversion and they don't build the relationship. They're just selling products. Mm. I mean, I could, I could talk about, there's a really, really well-known motivational guy. I'm not going to say his name. He's got, you know, he's been out, he's been out there for 40 years, still speaks, has all these CD sets. He's probably written 20 books. Mm. He's still out there, older guy in his seventies. And you know, if you see him speak, maybe like, all right, he's cool. You know, I'm a fan of his, you know, I'm going to, I'll buy one of his CDs, but it's, it's transactional. You don't really know him. Right. Like, I don't know if he even, you know, if he has kids, how many kids, you know, is he married? Is he not like, I, I have no idea. Yep. It's just – it's transactional. With me, my lists, my audience, a lot of them have been with me for 15, 16 years. Which is they, huge. They've been there. Yeah, they've been there when my first kid was born who's okay. now about to be a teenager. They've seen my first sight, and now they've gone on the, the journey with me. And I say it's like, it's like a serial, like a serial novel or TV mm-hmm. show that never ends. And I think when you market like that, then all the other stuff doesn't really matter. Right. You don't have to do – the 30-minute video sales letter. Right. I've done programs now where I'll just say, hey, this is, by the way, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be a four-week online mastermind course. We're going to take a little, we're going to try something different. Just trust me on this. And I'll send them right to like a checkout link and boom, it'll sell out in minutes mm. because I, I've already built that relationship and the trust. Most people don't take the time. And I'll tell you a huge, huge mistake they make. They get sucked into the world of these launches mm. and they say, well, if you promote me, I'll promote you. Right. and they say the reciprocation, right? It's, right? That's the way it was played for a long time. But what happens is now all of a sudden you get 10 people that promote you, and now you have to crush your list with 10 different products that you might not like. Yeah. And let me, just, let me just read you something here, Daryl, because you're sure. going to think I made this up and I didn't. Yeah. I posted this on my Facebook page the other day. I wrote an email about this. This is how a lot of these marketers think because uh, they wrote this on their launch page, and they wrote reciprocations. We don't just promote our affiliates. We make sure to blow up our JV partner's leaderboard with all guns blazing, where that pair of mad, crazy super affiliates that you need in your corner to crush your next launch, and that's why they call us the Terminators. I mean, come on, man! Is it? It feels like it was written by five-year-olds, right? Or like, or like twelve-year-old guys who just watched Rambo for the eighteenth time, right. like. That's not a business, right? Yeah. Okay. So now all of a sudden you got these guys and now you have to promote their crappy product. Right. Because if you don't, they say, dude, you owe me. Right. I supported you. And now your list doesn't trust you because they got the same email from 20 other people. And so there's no long-term value. You, you got to look at this in the long term. So I don't even know if I'm answering your question, but I will say that the clients who've been with me forever, and especially these fitness guys who are still in the industry just doing so well and and – if you're a fitness professional, you know the names, Eric Cressy, Alan Cosgrove, Michael Boyle, all, all – Zach, Evanesh, Elliot Hulse. You know all these names, Vince Delmani, because they were my original students. Mm-hmm. They're still doing it a decade later because they've always stayed true to the, the personality-based marketing and where, where all these other marketing guys came and went because there was no substance. There was no, there was no story. There was no relationship. So you, when you have that as your base – the story, the relationship, the bond, all the other stuff, the upsells, the conversions, all the other stuff are, are pieces of the puzzle. But to me, they're like the sprinkles on the Sunday. You need the ice cream. Right. This has got to be the ice cream. This has got to be the base. So, yes, some of my stuff has changed, but no, some of it is not.
0: Yeah, so you're really into the relationships and forging really everything. deep relationships and almost being vulnerable with your That's community. Everything. and And, admit, mm. and willing, being willing to admit, like, flaws and mistakes, right? And not oh, trying to be perfect I, all the time. I, I all the time admit flaws and mistakes.
1: I mean, almost to a fault. It, because they want to buy from people. It, you, you have to be human. Now, who wants to buy from the arrogant jerk? Right. I don't want to hang out with them. Like, right. be real. And even a couple of years ago... I started getting this pain in my foot, my feet, and then my hands. And I was diagnosed with this autoimmune disorder, like kind of out of nowhere. And I told my list look, I was just diagnosed. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, it hurts just to type right now. So I'm taking time off. I might be back in a week, in a month, in a year, or never. I don't know. But, you know, here's, if you're interested, here's all the products I've done in the past. If you want it, here you go. But, Hang tight, I'll keep you posted. And it was the best response I've ever had for a quote-unquote promotion. I wasn't even really trying. It wasn't, you know, I didn't give myself an autoimmune disorder to to sell products.
0: Right.
1: I was yeah. real and <laughs> and vulnerable, and I think people appreciate that. And I I I mention my family. I always start off an email with where I am, what I'm doing. You know, now that I'm I teach lifestyle entrepreneurship. Hey, I'm here. I'm working from the coffee shop, or I'm working from home, or last night I was out late as an auctioneer, like. Mm-hmm. always telling i'm always telling stories you, mm. you got to tell stories
0: so telling stories and being personal now how do you admit it when you do something that flops how do you do that publicly you know with grace because i think that's probably what some people listening to this might be thinking right now they're like okay well it sounds great but like how do you actually walk through those moments where you do something and it flops or you sell something that nobody buys or something because obviously right you take it and take time to get there up and running what do you recommend for someone who's just starting out and struggling
1: Yeah. Well, say why it didn't work. So, so I had one thing, but I think the biggest, well, look, I've made a, I've had a lot of wins, but I've had a lot, just as many, if not more losses. So Mm -hmm. I did one, I totally misjudged what the market wanted. I spent about $65,000 on this really cool software that I thought everyone wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a while you kind of know your list, you know, the open rates and you know, if something's going to sell, I, I mailed it to my list and usually I'll get, I'll start making sales like within, you know, within minutes Mm -hmm. And it was like silence and silence. And I made one sale for like 50 bucks of like, and I spent like 65 grand. I'm like, this is an oh, absolute no. disaster. Right. So I immediately closed it. I'm like, there's, it's not even worth salvaging. Right. Like it's just done. I'm taking it as a write off. So this was a couple of years ago. I think what I said to my list was, you know, look, this was a disaster. And here's why. Hmm. Because I started to believe my own hype. I started to believe my own bowl. I started to it, think what you wanted when I wasn't really listening and I, I became arrogant, whatever, whatever that message was. Mm -hmm. So it could work in just about anything. Like if you put out, I don't know, name any market or product and I'll come up with a spin for it. Ooh, CrossFit. Okay. So you put out your, an online CrossFit program, right? Hey, it's a six week CrossFit thing. And you know, it's, it's $150 and we'll show you all our workouts. You put it out there and it bombs, right? You sell Mm -hmm. one and you could come back and say, you know, look, I screwed up. I, I, I created this program. It, it took me a lot of time and effort and I loved it. And, you know, it's all these videos and all this great stuff I put together, but for some reason it just didn't work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Look, this is life, you know, just like in CrossFit, you're going to have good days and bad days on the field, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it happens. And I took, you know, and, and I take my lumps just like you do. So, so you can either say, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the drawing board and make this even better, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to add in, the things that you wanted. You know, and, and here's, here's, here's what I'd like you to do. If you could just click reply and just tell me in, an, in a perfect world, what would you want in this program? What are your biggest challenges? And how could I make this program meet your needs? So that's one spin. The other could be like, you know, I misjudged it. And I think what I did was, I, I think it's, it's, I priced it too high. Hmm. So what I'd like to do is, if you're interested, you could have the same program I'm going to add two or three more things because I think there's these two things I should have added, mm-hmm. and you can have it for 50% off. Or you can have it – you know what? I'm just going to say name your own price. Tell me, tell me what you think it's worth, and it's yours
0: because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to build that relationship, and I want, I want to earn the trust. So there's a lot of ways you can do it as opposed to what most guys will do is, is lie. Oh, my god. It's selling like crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my god. Go. Only five
0: spots left. Yep.
1: And the, the thing is <laughs> for some of that stuff, people probably won't know. If you're full of crap, right? There's not really a way they can check. However, if you're doing it like, let's say you're doing a Facebook group, and
0: yeah, it's you know, very visible.
1: You say, oh my God, we just sold
0: twenty thousand when people come in as like two members, like crap. Right off the bat, um, they're gonna have buyer's remorse because they're gonna feel like I'm the idiot that bought. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, question because I love what you were talking about before about the JV thing because that's actually a problem that I have where a lot of guys, you know, and I've seen it for, 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 uh, up front and personal where people they launch each other, they promote each other, and they make a product and they sell it. But the product they sell, they didn't actually get the results that they said they got. They just slap something together to sell to their buddies' audiences, and that's mm-hmm. not a long term. I mean, it's a it's a great fast way to get up and running, and if you have a great if you have a great product, JVs can be one of the fastest ways to grow your business. But it's not a long term sustainable model because you. you no right. People can't promote you for that long. So how do you build your list? What would you recommend then? I mean, cause especially you're talking about like creating warm traffic where hot traffic, where you've got people that you know, you know, like, and trust right. you really, really well. Well, first thing. Yeah. And, and you're right. I, I will tell you this affiliates
1: could be great, but it's, it's also it like a drug.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Drug. Oh,
1: yeah. And we built, <laughs> look, we built an eight figure business, a supplement business built entirely on the back of affiliates. Wow. Um, and no one knows this more cuz when we spend millions and millions of dollars in inventory and all of a sudden the affiliates start promoting something else you feel it in a hurry yeah so oh, yeah. we said from that day forward and I said I will never ever have a company that's all that's completely relying on affiliates because mm-hmm. you're 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 putting your your faith in someone else's hand, Mm -hmm. like your destiny is now controlled by someone else. And I refuse to do that again. So there's, there's two ways, right? You obviously have to get them on the list, but there's two ways. You're either going to pay for it. It's going to be free. Free is going to take longer. Free is exactly what you're doing now. It's podcasting. It's, it's blogging, it's article writing, it's speaking, it's guest blogging, it's, it's it's, Periscope, it's Facebook, it's YouTube. It's all that stuff, right? That's one way. A second way is to pay, you know, pay to play and you, and you, you buy ads and you do youtube ads you do facebook ads and you you work the numbers yep. say okay well i know my you know my conversion is this and my lifetime customer value is this so i could spend you know this amount. Yep. And if it's working, you know, let me take some of the profits and put it back in and let me keep growing this thing. Yep. Those, those really are the only two ways.
0: Right. I always say that, that there's only three ways, to, three ways to generate traffic buy it, borrow it, or create it. And that's essentially what you're saying. And that's, you know, the third way is just right. the JV one where you're borrowing. But we've, there's pros and cons of that. And I, I love how you brought that up yeah. because I know a lot of people have hit brick walls as well. So it will all all hit a brick wall yeah
1: it's 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 not a sustainable model especially when you do the whole reciprocation game and i know guys that get stuck in that world i have one guy now he he had a number one product on clickbank for years and he's like i'm dying ryan because my list is is almost dead and i all i i I said well how often you email them he said seven times a week i said well how many offers how many times you email them other offers he said like five of those i said "Well, of course they're leaving how are they going to trust you he's like well i have no choice now so you you kind of dig yourself this hole not that, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have an affiliate program or use affiliates. What I'm saying is they should not be the number one priority. They, again, are a nice to have, yep. but not the thing. I, I won't build a business or a company or have anything that I can't eventually acquire my own customers.
0: Right. It, I,
1: that's, the, that's the only way to build a real business. You have to eventually get to that.
0: Yeah, get to where you can. And let's just clarify for listeners because this is a drum that we beat often on the show. You have to be able to get to where you can pay money to buy a customer. You can pay money to advertise, to sell some sort of product. Usually it's going to be a low end because you're not going to meet somebody and no, no one's really going to buy a five, fifteen dollars 15000 thing from an ad they saw. Not easily anyways. But you want to build a list of people who are willing to spend money with you because there's a huge difference between someone who's just got interest in you versus someone that's willing to trust the relationship and give you money. I mean, the two most difficult things to do with someone in human interactions and I'm, I'm speaking broadly because I know we all know people who could be the exception of the rule but you know, the two most difficult things to do between yourself and another human are get them to give you money and get them to have sex with you those two things require the highest degree of faith and trust in a person <laughs> so I think that's where you have to be able to invest in that and build that and that's a huge difference I mean the biggest difference between a small local mom-and- pop shop and a nationwide brand is a nationwide brand is paying to meet new customers so how so what do you recommend then so if we're if we're both kind of on the same page and my listeners if they listen to any of my shows they know I'm a huge fan of paid advertising because it's the only way you can really scale sure inbound marketing all this stuff content marketing they're good to support to, to diversify what you're doing diversity leads to stability but nothing beats that outbound marketing by being able to just you know turn leads on and off um mm-hmm. how do you recommend that you build a relationship with someone then because what you're talking about you know like people i think they get the idea again building a relationship but how do you i guess what's your well, what's your formula
1: well there, there's always obviously there's a lot of different ways you can do that as well, right? Mm-hmm. So so let's say we're, you have an ad, where, wherever the ad is originating from, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Google, you know, Taboola, what, whatever it is. So you have an ad, someone clicks on it. You know, the question is, where do you take them from there? Mm-hmm. And there's a few options, right? The old way you're doing it is you send them right to a sales page or a video sales letter. Those are pretty much dead now. Mm-hmm. Those are really, really, really hard to make work. Yeah. Just the numbers, is just, it's hard yeah. to make that – unless you're one of the most skilled copywriters in the world like the guys at Agora, <laughs> re, it's almost impossible to make that work. So you, you either, you, you're going to then get them to opt in for something, and you're either going to get them to opt into a list where there's like an offer on the back end and there's an email sequence, yep. or you're going to get them to opt into a webinar, whether it's live or it's a, an automated one. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are really kind of the main choices you're going to get. So mm-hmm. we've done all. We've now been doing, so we've done automated webinars. We've done live webinars. I I still personally like the live. Mm. And I'll tell you, now I know it's not as quote-unquote automated as an automated one where you do it once and you never have to touch it again. To me, there's still nothing as powerful as someone being there live, even Mm -hmm. if they're not in the room with you. Mm. Being there, listening to you, hearing you call their name, it ha- it just has a different energy. Mm-hmm. And I love doing those live ones because that to me is really how you build the bond because people are on there mm-hmm. and they're listening. And mm-hmm. even if they don't buy, and we usually close up to 30% of people on the live ones, we still have 70% who are like, man, that was great, Ryan. And I'm, I'm with you. And there's now they're on the list and now they're fans. So that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Automated has worked, but I still like doing the live and we'll just do like one big one once a week. Mm-hmm. We'll, You know, we'll have the, the, our goal is just to get, is just to break even on the actual webinar, but ours is all recurring revenue stuff. So,
0: break even month
1: one, month two, and on is all gravy. And we have,
0: we have like a 97% retention rate. That's awesome. So, how do you maintain such a high retention rate? because we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, and it's not necessarily something you can give us in an hour, but are there yeah, any tips but, but... for something? Because that's, I mean, you mentioned two things here. So we talked about using paid media. We talked about selling something that has more, it's not just a one-time sale, selling something that has back end sales into it, that has built-ins, a built-in subscription model, built-in multi-payments, because it can make life so much easier. If you, And also, like you say, you're really into it for the relationship. And I love that too, because you know, a real business should solve problems for people. And if you're just selling a one-and-done product, Product, you never really know if they actually applied it properly and got the solution, unless it's like a teeth cleaning and you did it yourself and saw it. If you get someone right. a product, they leave and go. You never really follow up with them, right? So even if you're really invest in the person, I love because everything that you're talking about is all relationship stuff. You know, it's not oh, only yeah. that. Uh, hey, like they're signing up and we're making money, but you're like also we're gonna get paid every month after that. But also you're gonna be there with them as part of the journey, and that's a huge thing. But retention is such a big thing for every retention. business.
1: De- retention. Is everything, Daryl? And people don't focus enough in it. Every, you know why? Because it's not as sexy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as sexy. It's mm-hmm. much sexier to sell. Hey, I'm going to show you how I got eight thousand eight hundred twenty-two new leads in twenty-four hours. Right. For $10. That's That's yeah for for $7. Oh, I mean I'm going to give you 18 upsells, but yeah. you know, hey, but it's only $7. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's that's the answer to all my financial worries is your $7 awful ninja. <laughs> but um it's it to me it's a retention game. I look at things like long term. I look I have look, I have, I got four kids. Like it's to me it's about building wealth. Everyone in my na- like I live here in New Canaan, Connecticut. Every single one of my friends is multimillionaires. I don't have one friend in this neighborhood that's not a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. Um the guy behind me who lives right behind me, the guy's worth about 1.2, 1.3 billion dollars. Wow. A uh, billion. Wow. Yeah, he's, he owns his own is his huge hedge fund. Harry Harry Connick Jr. lives down the street. I'm talking wealth. Right. So wealth to me is not a one-time product. Right. It's it's the relationship. And people know that when they're in one of my programs or in one of my things, I'll die before I don't deliver. Right. Like I'm gonna do everything humanly possible to give it to make it the best experience. And this is where most people fall short is because they do the minimum amount of effort. So I'll get, here mm-hmm. here's here's it in a nutshell, Daryl. Because if I, I'll coach someone, here's where I know they're never going to win. They'll say, "Ryan, man, I want to create a membership site, but you know, I want to charge 97 a month. So what's the least amount I can do to charge 97 a month?" Mm-hmm. Right? What's the least amount I can do? And so that that's a loser. Yeah. That's a loser. Here's here's the winning mentality. Brian, I have this site, and I want to do it. It's going to be 97 a month. How can I provide the most value? How can I make this worth $1,000 a month so they stick around forever? Those are the people who win. Right. And, and that little slight difference yeah. in what's the least I can do to what's the most I can do is the difference. Mm. That, that is it right there. And too many people – look, here's the thing. And I know – look, I've been on stage with every marketer in the world, every business, even guys like Tony Robbins, I've been on stage with the Jack Canfield, you name it. I've been on stage with all these guys. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of these guys are my friends or were my friends. Some of them don't (laughs) like what I say, but I think there's a big problem in the world of marketing now. And Mm -hmm. one of them is everyone treats it like war, like, Oh, you got to go in your war room. And even the, and I wrote a big blog post about this, about maybe two years ago that got a lot of traction that the term tripwire gets me crazy because mm-hmm. that's the worst thing. Th- think about it. You want to build a relationship with someone and you you're setting off tripwires. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: what's yeah. what's what is a tripwire? A tripwire is something that hurts, kills or maims someone. Yeah. So that's that's how you want to start a relationship. Dude, I just set off a tripwire. Right. Imagine you being a customer saying, "Oh man, I don't I don't want to set up a tripwire." I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's like I was talking to my buddy Kevin Rogers. I said, "What else can we call that?" And he he came up with the perfect word. He said welcome Matt." Mm. So everyone in my world and and people say it now even Noah Kagan came up with a thing called the welcome mat like we call them welcome mats because mm-hmm. we don't set off trip wires we we place welcome mats and tell me that little difference of dude i got to set off a tripwire. what tripwire should i do too we place welcome mats changes the whole mm-hmm. feel of it mm-hmm. and i knew i knew i had to address it when I was doing a coach, a coaching call with this guy, like the sweetest doctor. He's a dentist, a holistic dentist. He says, Ryan, what do you think I should do for my tripwire? I'm like, tripwire? You're a friggin' dentist. You're a doctor. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Why are you trying to and hurt people? I knew
1: this damn marketing world was broken. So I'm going to try to fix it as best I can and help the people that want to be helped. And my clients like me and the people who get it like it. The people whose business I hurt by exposing the truth don't really like what I have to say, but too bad.
0: You know, if I'm, if I'm going out, man, Daryl, I'm going out swinging. Right. Well, it <laughs> sounds like you're an evangelist for the end user at the end of the day. And that's kind of how you help focus on retention. So basically by bending over backwards and doing everything you can. They know I have their back. Right. Now, how do they know that? How do you properly, how do you strongly convey that? And I guess the next question, because I know it's an art, probably it's not a science, but then how do you over deliver like that, but still maintain healthy margins?
1: Because when you, when you show that people that you actually care they'll take the ride with you and they're willing to spend money. It's not like they're not going to spend money. I, I'm not, and I I never say I'm giving you every single thing I've ever done for free. Right. Like there's going to be a price, but it's also going to be a fair price. And you're going to feel good about spending that. You're not going to, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to say, well, how much do you have in your credit card? Backs it out. I won't take you. They know I'm never going to take advantage of them. Truly. I always, I have a saying that, and it's true because my whole family, everyone I know, they're all on my email list. Like even this morning we launched, we relaunched uh, Freedom U. Two minutes later, I get a call from my dad. Hey, Rye, I see you just launched it. My my dad, my sister, like everyone, my cousins, my friends from when I'm you know five years old, or they're all on my list. So when I write to my list, I write to them like a friend. When you build that trust and you just have a good offer, yep. and it's I-, I think a lot of times, Daryl, it's just the way you say it. Yep. You know, if you if you're so like it's only open now, hurry, you only got two more hours, then it closes. Get in now, now, now. That's one thing. But you, would you ever write to your friend like that? No, right, right. And I'll say, hey, look, it's this is a great program. I think it's well worth. I think you're going to find you're going to make your money back 10 times hmm. and it's just, you know, $30. And if, if you if this is something that resonates with you, right? if you think it's going to help you, then click here. And if not, that's fine, too
0: that's it. Well, because that's the origin. I mean, that's where I tell when people ask me, I've got a, even a book, *The Ancient Secrets of Lead Generation, where I talk about what, you know, I believe to kind of be how advertising evolved well, after all the books you read, where it's like back in the day, we were all just, you know, a business owner was really just a sales rep kind of going from town to town, knocking on door to door, trying to sell his wares. And one day you have a really ambitious sales rep who's trying to get to more doors He's either he's got a baby on the way or the wife needs a new dress or wants a bigger house or, you know, wants to take a vacation some reason. He's trying to figure out how can I go through more doors in a day? And he realizes every I knock on a door, I go through the same sort of spiel. So maybe if I write it down on a piece of paper and pay a boy to run ahead of me and deliver them, I'll get through more doors faster. And what he doesn't (laughs) anticipate is a lot of the boys are coming back with questions, and some of them are coming back with money, and he updates the letter a few times over. And now, you know, Benjamin Franklin invents the postal service, you know, or this guy figures it out, and he's not really knocking on doors anymore. He's just pulling into town, mailing these letters out, which explain his whole story and how his product came to develop and the benefits people have had from it, has a little order form on it, and now he's got a scalable business and that was the birth of advertising. So a lot of people I feel like when you talk about it, they get marketing so messed up. Like I'm I understand that branding is important, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing the people that we know, I think we probably feel the same way on this, but it's also a side effect of real marketing. You know, you're know, you not paying to just put your logo somewhere and have people see it because it doesn't mean anything, right? You're, right? you're actually putting money to put an offer, direct response, yes or no answers. It's just salesmanship scales. So even though you're talking about all these things that you're accomplishing, really it's just the tools that you're using allow you to email hundreds of thousands of people, right? Instead of just right. one person. It doesn't change who you are. You still are writing an email To one person and you talk to them like a friend. I love that. I love that.
1: Right. And and you always, yeah, and that's the thing. You have to talk to them like a friend. Stop. It it's funny because people, even their sales letters. I had one client once, she was like the sweetest lady. She's probably in her 50s. Had this like really natural like massage therapy business and energy healing. And she's like, hey Ryan, yeah, you know, it's just not working well. My site's not converting. I said, let me see the site. And you know, it's – the headline was typical, and this was a few years ago, big red Tahoma headline font, right? <laughs> you know, who else wants to have the fat sucked out of the belt? Like it was that most aggressive thing. And I'm like, did you write this? She's like, no. You know, I had a one of these marketing guys do this. I said, well, how many sales have you made? She said, none. I said, well, of course not. It's not you. This isn't you or your list. I said, just take that down. Just have a video of you talking. Like just <laughs> – be you. Like, Stop trying to sound like a marketer. And I think <laughs> people, all of a sudden, they, they, they say, well, I have to write, quote-unquote, copy. Stop
0: writing copy. Just start communicating. Mm. Start
1: writing a letter. And Ooh. and it just changes your whole
0: thought I like process. That. I like that. That's my quote for they. Stop writing copy. Start communicating. That's a great quote. That's
1: Yeah, quote I, and I said in the – one quote I once said was stop writing like a copywriter and start communicating like a friend. That's really the secret to my success. Now, I'm not saying – copywriting doesn't work. And I'm not saying, you know, some of these well-paid copywriters aren't worth their money because the good ones can do it really well. Like, even if you look at a guy who's, I'm blessed, he's actually a friend of mine now, Gary ben Savanga See him each year brilliant, at this.
0: Brilliant, we brilliant,
1: brilliant. Well, one of the sweetest men in the world. Yep. When we talk, we just give big hugs. Like, he's just, I love Gary and his wife, Pauline, like just the sweetest guy. And if you actually look at his copy, it's not, aggressive. It's no. like story. It's friendly. It's, it's looking at his stuff. I'm like, man, you talk about, you know, setting the the watermark high, like copywriters can still do it. But for some reason we've gone overboard and have gotten to so, so aggressive and everyone's writing like they're like they're marketing to like a 21 year old weightlifting guy from Jersey Shore.
0: <laughs> Who's hard of hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. And it's just, you know, and, and seeing, you know, a 50 year old health coach, try to write like that, you know, just because, because someone else said it is just wrong and it doesn't work. Then the only way to solve it, well, let me write it for you. It's twenty thousand dollars, and like, oh, come on.
0: Well, what I love what you're saying again. You're just being the drum of personal relationships and just being out there, really being the evangelist for your clients and dedicated to helping them with the cause, and not just a one and done, because you know, but actually helping them over the. But long that's term. what market like. That's what I see. It's it's funny
1: that I even have to that that this is even a topic right. because I always thought this was common sense. Mm-hmm. Like, when I used to watch my dad in the yarn store when I was a kid. I'd go there, which, by the way, don't get into the yarn business. But I'd watch him. <laughs> My dad, you know, this he was in his forties at the time and with all these like sixty-five year old women and he was so smooth and they they come in and my dad's name, believe it or not, Daryl really is Bruce Lee. But they come in. <laughs> so I am I am actually the son of Bruce. That they come and awesome. say, Bruce, what do you have for me today? He's like, Oh, Mrs. Johnson, come on in, let me show you this new York. Like he was so good to his customers and treated them so nicely and with such respect, and they loved him and i'm always like man that's like that's how you run a business mm-hmm. like not he didn't use manipulation and and all this other stuff it was just him connecting and mm-hmm. i think along the way because it's online we feel like we could take the the personal out of it right. and we you, you know you're like well i got a list of 100,000 mm-hmm. that so- sounds really impersonal go to an event and meet mm-hmm. your people face to face and look mm-hmm. them in the eye and you'll see the lives you're impacting that'll that'll kind of set you straight so Unless opposite. you're a total sociopath, which yeah. there are, by the way, there, there are, are like,
0: sociopaths, and there are people that make it work. There are people that are pure charlatans, and they're out there and they make it work. But I don't even know if that's necessarily what you want to be. You in. know like, what? They they do make it work, but I will tell you no. this: never lasts. Yeah. No,
1: no. But I know a bunch of those guys, uh, especially from back in the day, in like the early two thousands or two thousand, you know, four and five, mm-hmm. all gone. Because some of them I coached, and you wouldn't believe the arguments I'd have with them, because. Mm. They're like, well, I want, like, I, I'll just give you one, one, I love telling these stories, Daryl. One, one guy, I was coaching him and he begged me to speak at his event. I'm like, dude, I really don't want to. He's like, please, come on, come on. You gotta come speak. It's gonna be great. You got please just do it for me as a favor. And he was paying me like, I don't, know, I think at that time it was like 800 bucks a month. And I went and I spoke and I'm like, and this guy I walk in and like his, his face is all over the pictures, the posters. And I go, oh, where is he? They said, oh, he's not coming until tomorrow. I'm like, what do you mean? It's his event. That's his name. That's his face. She's like, yeah, but he was speaking in another event. I'm like, talk about disrespecting your audience. Mm -hmm. That was it right there. That was it. And his whole business has gone down. I mean, I I haven't heard from him in four years. In fact, at the end of the month, he said, man, you know, I hate to do this, Ryan, but could you just give me back the $800 I I gave you because I I have to make payroll. And this was a guy who was saying, oh, our business is doing, you know, 40 Mm -hmm. million. Mm -hmm. So I see, I saw most of the, most of them are gone because the days of screwing people over, pretty much over. You can't, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you, you just can't do it. And no, nope. you can't. People know. And, nope. and I'm glad because it, it did eliminate. I mean, yeah, there's still the cheesy $10 guys and the, you know, these ridiculous launches. And the, I'm not even going to say the platforms, but we know that stuff doesn't work. Yep. You know The one's selling the
0: same crap. Well, and I think for the listener, the people listening to this, the real message to take home is, you know, just to build your business on solid foundation and solid principles. You don't want to compete on price. You don't want to be competing with tips and like tricks, like little, you know, like these fancy things because the reality is, is that I'm hoping the vast majority of my listeners want to build something, even if they want to build it and sell it. They want it to be here forever. You know, they want it to be here and go on and on and on and on. And it's not going to happen. And, you know, there's a couple of things you have to be worried about. And one is, competing on price there's nothing stopping anyone from being suicidal and trying to beat you on price and you know and last longer than you and wait to see who dies first you know that's a that's a, happens all the time it's suicidal but in the same thing it's almost like what you're saying if if you're getting beaten some guys using these charlatan tricks you know i think it's better to just really focus on your people even more you know like just if you have someone that's using these 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 fake tactics and these well just if they're just being kind of sleazy just be the exact opposite be very pure mm-hmm. be very honest. Honest. Be very direct. Be very personal. Right. Talk to your clients. You know, upload more case studies. Get on the phone with your clients more. It might sound like work, but and uh, you know what, it is. You know what, Daryl, it is work. It is. You know, it, <laughs> everyone. Everyone talks about. it. it
1: you know, I'm going to go off in a little rant for a second. Everyone talks about this. They want all this automation, and they don't. Oh my God, yeah. You, you mean in order to get them in the Facebook group, I actually have to go onto Facebook and click approve. Right. You know, I I can't. There's no script I can automate called you know Facebook Ninja. Right. It's like no. You, yeah. you actually have to do some work. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, and I tell my people straight up. I'm like, you, you talk about making uh, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands a month. Tough shit. You got, you're going to have to do some work. Yeah. Like, there's just no, there's the, um, unless you think you're going to sit back and win the lottery, the, the days of putting up you know, 100 different little stupid websites and getting Google to index you and, and making $2 per site. No, oh, I got 5,000 sites, $2 a site. I made 10000 a day. Those days are over. Google took care of that with the slaps. Yep. So all that stuff is gone. There's too much competition. There's there's never been a better time to start an online business. Never has yep. there been a better time with all the tools. However, because the barrier to entry is so low, so it also means garbage. you have so many more competitors. Yep. You know, it's It's like the network marketing dilemma. All right, you got this company and for 229 or $329, you got your distributor's kit. Yeah, but so does 50,000 other people selling the exact same product. <laughs> so, you know, so, now, so now, good luck. Good yeah. luck differentiating with the exact same product, the exact same pricing. That's the biggest problem with network marketing. Yeah. At least with the online world, you could really make your products and programs different. different. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like you're not spending, you're not signing a five-year lease to pay five plus ten, you know, five to ten thousand whatever a month. You know, you're not spending all this money on furnishing it, on getting a neon sign made, on all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's so simple to get up and running. So like I say, the barrier of entry is really low, but what's more important is understanding your target market, your people, and the problem that you're solving for them and really focusing on that problem, your core offer around that problem, and helping that person over the long term because that's what's going to last. That person, you know, hopefully will not get hit by a bus tomorrow and by being you know if if someone woke up every day and was calling you up saying hey ryan like i you know i just i want you to be successful so much what can i do to help you be successful today i just think it would be hard if that person was persistent and put full-time hours into helping you be more successful that they would go hungry if you had the ability to pay them some money for the work that they were doing even if they did it for free to start once they proved their value you would put them on payroll you know what i mean at Mm -hmm. some point in time and i think that's just again is, is that lazy mentality everyone wants to be kicking on the beach and making bazillions of dollars and just doing whatever <laughs> they want. And I mean, the reality is you just do what you want anyways. Jim, Jim Carrey's got a great video and I love it because it says his dad taught him a lesson being an accountant and, and failing at it saying that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well pursue what you do want. And I think that like even what you talk about, Ryan, like if you're not passionate, if you're not doing something that you're enjoying, then that's a sign that you need to be doing something else. And if you find something right. that you're passionate about and you find a way to make money at it, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're passionate about something and you do it, you'll get good at it. And people will pay for quality at every single level, you know, no matter what you're doing, there's tons of people that make money even as ping pong instructors i mean you're a ping pong instructor and they're making (laughs) full-time incomes
1: right you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe the niche markets well that's why the the worst way to figure out what you're going to sell online is saying go go to google keyword search tool and find the most searched thing and sell that like no (laughs) even do you remember from look like a year or two ago the big big thing it's still kind of a big thing is like selling on Amazon, right? right Sell your right. products on Amazon. Oh, yep. we'll make millions. Look how easy it is. Amazon does, the, Amazon does the marketing. However, again, because the barrier to entry is so low, yep. now there's 400 people selling the freaking protein powders. Yep. And, you know, and, and the and the little plastic Suzy doll, or whatever the crap is. Yep. And now all of a sudden you you were selling 1000 units a day and now it's 5 units a day. And, yep. you know, things change and if you think you're just going to be able to do one thing, that automated, you don't have to use your name or your voice or anything. It, those days are really Man. almost non existent now. Man. If you want to bulletproof your business, get out there and be you and be personable. And that's why I've, I'm still doing it, you know, almost 20 years later, and why my clients are
0: having success yeah. and why I'm not going to stop. I'm here, baby. I'm here, baby. Here to stay. So what are you working on today? Or actually, I should should ask. I got two questions I want to ask, and I I know we might go a couple minutes over time. I hope that's okay. But there's two things I really want to ask you because I I really, really want to know. One, I want to know what personal habits do you feel that have helped you be successful? We kind of really hit a lot of them here. But I just want to know, like, for you day-to-day, lifestyle-wise, habitually-wise, as an entrepreneur at a six-figure level, seven-figure level, eight-figure business level, do you have, like, routines and habits that you feel have helped you do that? And What are
1: they? First of all, yeah, routine and habit is very important. I found – I'll give you like a one-minute version. Number one, you got to have your creative space where you – and it's got to be separate from the boring crap like where you pay your bills. For me, it took me years to figure it out. It's going to a coffee shop. I go to the coffee shop. I sit in the same place. I have a drink. And once I do that, boom, I'm automatically in the zone. Mm -hmm. And I work on my most important thing first. Mm -hmm. I don't screw around on email and Facebook for four hours. I go and I do my most important thing first. For me, it's doing my daily email letter. That's it. That's the first thing I do. So getting in that habit, leaving the house early, getting there by, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock every single day or five days a week is, is what sets me up, you know, working in chunks, not answer, never, ever answering the phone, except if it's my wife, cause I'm terrified of her. Mm-hmm. But besides that, no, I don't answer the phone. Everything. If you want to talk to me, you do a call. It's on a schedule. It's on a calendar yep. and it's either Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 12 to three, right? Because by three 30, I'm done. 3:30. Right. I have four kids, six, eight, ten, and twelve. I coach baseball. I shuttle them around. I love spending time with my children. So from 3:30 on, I'm I'm out. Yep. You're not you're not finding me. The the other thing is really taking care of your body. Mm. Jim Rohn said, you know, take care of your body. You only have, it's the only place you have to live. Right. Eat just making smarter choices with your nutrition yep. and just working out. You don't have to do CrossFit. You don't have to do Olympic lifting. You don't have to spin for two hours. Like just. Even twenty minutes a day of just some something. simple body weight stuff—something. Going for a walk. If you like playing tennis or playing, golf, like just something. And just watching. You know, I, I'll tell you the big thing is just watching some of the calories. Um, mm. I know I'm not a big calorie counter. Is
0: but, huge, huge.
1: But yeah, just. Yeah, and you don't have to go overboard and – because one of my good friends and clients is, uh, is Vani Hari, who's known as Food Babe. And, and we laugh about that because obviously her stuff is like nothing ever, ever processed. And I'm, yeah. I'm all about moderation. Hmm. Like, you know what? Look, if you're going to go to McDonald's, and just don't have two Big Macs and fries and a Coke. Yep. You know, have like and, – and don't even have a salad. So if you want to have a cheeseburger, like it's not going to kill you. Just don't have three of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and don't have it. it
1: yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not going to kill you. So, but just be careful because the calories do add up and be, like that, I didn't realize, like I was, when I kept track for a couple of days, I'm like, my God, I'm taking like 4,000, like what the hell's going on? So just to, cause if you, if you don't have, if you're not eating right and taking care of your body and your health, you're not going to have that energy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to be 44 this year and I have four kids and I feel, I really feel like I'm in my twenties.
0: That's awesome. Um, Good
1: for I did, you. Man. I wasn't taking as great care of myself a few years ago, and I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. Oh, and no. they wanted to put me on methotrexate, which is a chemo drug. Yeah. I said, hell no. Oh, no, thank you. I went to a naturopath. I, I found out alternative ways to heal it, and I'm back, man. And I'm, I'm 100% healed Good for by you. doing it naturally. Congratulations. Changing, changing stress levels. Thank you. Yeah. But take care of your body. Take care of your health. Take care of your, your relationships and your family and your friends. And, you know, take time to disconnect too. Don't go on the computer all day. Put when I get home, I turn my cell phone off and I put it away. Mm -hmm. because my wife and my kids are home, I don't need to hear from anyone, and I just want to be engaged with them.
0: Yep. Yeah. Love that. That's all part of being focused as well. Oh yeah. So the last question is: Is there anything I should have asked you that I I didn't ask you? Anything you
1: should have, man? You asked me a lot of good questions. (laughs) You, You didn't. You know, it's it's. And thank God you didn't. Thank God you didn't ask the same question I get asked every time. You know, Ryan. If you were put in the middle of a desert, you know, and you were, and you had no money and no resources and no list, and you know, you're just starting out and you're blind in one eye and you just just lost an arm from a shark attack and you know, you got, you you haven't drank water in three days. How are you going to build your business from scratch? (laughs)
0: Like, I'm not, I'm going to look for some water and food. That's what I'm (laughs) going (laughs) to do.
1: Thank you for not asking that question. But no, I, I mean, I think, I think you asked a lot of, I think you asked a lot of really good questions. I think, I think we covered a lot. You know, just, yeah, I I don't even know what advice to give. You mentally drain me, which is great. If you could probably tell, like, whenever I do podcast interviews, I stand up, I walk around, it energizes me. So mm-hmm. I feel like I just gave a performance for you. So
0: yeah, no, you did. You gave <laughs> some great I hope tips. This. We covered everything from just even getting started, where to kind of focus on. And I loved even your story. You said you were just putting out articles and content, you're putting out a lot of free stuff. I think that's a great way, especially when people are started. It's a great way to test the market, put out free stuff. Is anyone consuming the free stuff? Cause you're not going to sell them anything if they're not consuming your free stuff and you need to build an audience. And I love that your focus was on that too. Cause you talked about building the relationship and having frequent communication. I don't even anyone noticed, but the, you mentioned that you do a daily email letter so frequency being there frequently showing up daily trying to help people i think is important as well be prolific and, and never and never stopping Right, right, right. That's the other part, being consistent, steady basis, and really developing relationships with people. And then you even talked about your origin story that you're kind of like, then you just started helping people just by naturally, by doing the articles and that, you naturally just, and communicating, heaven forbid, what a concept. You get in touch with your audience, talking to them. People were hiring you to do some stuff. And over time, you realize, hey, I get a lot of people that come to me for this and I can't do, you know, how can I leverage doing meal plans? So I'm not just doing it for one person. I'm doing it for like hundreds. Hey, maybe let's do a membership site. And it evolved naturally out of just engaging with your your audience and then developing something for them and just keeping a scalable model in your back in the in your mind at the back in the background. Sorry, talked about how to have a real business, you need to be able to buy media. That you're not going to make it, and you know, and 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 even if you are making, it, if you are listening to this, you're like, whatever, that's hog you know, hogwash. You know, Google sends me all the traffic I need. I got a six-figure business. You know, one Google update can wipe you off the map. You have to. And it out. has. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know
1: many. I know many people that. That hired me for coaching after because they were making, you know, 12000 $15,000 a month that overnight, literally went to zero. Yeah. Like, what do I do now? Yeah.
0: I literally had a client that did that. He was in Mexico. He was a dating advice guy. And then Facebook just shut him down. Turned out it was the name of his business. The women weren't liking it. So nine out of 10 women were complaining about his ads. So we changed the name of his company and turned it all around. But that's the thing is, I mean, if you're doing organic stuff, you wouldn't figure that sort of thing out. And you would continue flogging this name that turns people off. So I really love, like, we talked about some really key principles here. It was a really good interview people should go back to and listen to a couple of times. Because even though you told about it from your perspective, your story, Story, if people broke it down and made it a step by step kind of list, there's the there's the model here. There's a really good model here to follow. You know, it's being consistent, f- f- playing to your strengths, building a team around you, avoiding being dependent on other people to grow your business because they can shut the traffic on and off. They can kill your business. I mean, it's like if you sell through Walmart. I mean, one's the worst number in business. If you sell through Walmart and they decide they don't like you, you don't have a business anymore. So there's some really key gems that you did drop, Brian. This is a really good interview. So thank you. I really do appreciate that. And for the people that are listening, if they're engaged, they love what you got going on and they want to be in touch. What are some of the best ways to reach out and get involved? I have, I have a couple sites. There's freedom.com,
1: F-R-E-E-D-Y-M.com, uh-huh. which depending on when you're listening to this, this is our, our front end big media company, almost like a tech crunch for lifestyle entrepreneurship. And then there's just me, Ryan Lee, R-Y-A-N-L-E-E.com. You can go there and get on my daily newsletter. You know, I, I always put out content and Hopefully make some entertaining stories and and give you lots of strategies and tips. And I never ever ever promote or endorse anything I wouldn't use myself or haven't used myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I maybe endorse one or two products a year. Maybe. So if I do if I do get behind something, you know it's gonna be good because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna filter through all the crap.
0: And that's the only way to do it too. So that's awesome. Well,
1: I, be- I believe it's the only way, but unfortunately, a lot don't agree with me. But that's okay.
0: Right. Well, that's <laughs> why you're still here. I'm. What is it now? That's Twenty. Why, and I'm later. not going
1: anywhere, Daryl. <laughs> Much to their ch- chagrin, I am not going anywhere.
0: Well, that's awesome, and I really appreciate you coming and joining us because you could be helping some of your followers, your fans. You could have been spending the time with your family, but instead, you uh, agreed to come here and share with myself and my audience. So, on behalf of my audience, myself, Ryan, just really thank you for sharing the tips, for sharing the strategies, for telling us the real, honest to God truth, and you know, no secrets is behind. I always say there's no magic room, right? There's not, it's not like a magic room where you invite people in and you go, all right, now I told them all that BS. Here's the real stuff, right? Like, this is the real stuff right. here, right? This
1: so,
0: it. thank you. I really do appreciate thank you, it. Man. Thank
1: you, All right, My pleasure. Thank you.
0: You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you?